Hello, everyone. I just want to jump on real quick before you start this episode to let you know that this track was recorded live on the Wisdom Social Audio app while I was giving a live talk during one of my walks in the morning this week. Something had really beautiful and profound happened the day before, and I wanted to share that, and I was in an inspired moment on my walk. And I wanted to share this with you because there is so much beauty and miracles and manifestation and God that is rooted in this story and what I have to share that I pulled the track from Wisdom and I added it over here, especially for you guys. Most of the talk I am holding on to my plug-in wired earpiece, so I'm holding the wire to my mouth, but at some point I must have unconsciously let it drop and you can hear it kind of you know, banging or chafing a little bit against my sweater. And I hope the background noise is not too bad. Believe me that the perfectionist in me wanted to delete it and not share it with you guys, but the content was so beautiful that I thought, ah, if they don't like it, you guys can click out. You have full, give yourself permission to click out if the scratching sound in the middle of this episode is a little bit too much for you. Other than that, I super hope that you enjoy everything that I'm sharing here. And if you really enjoy it, I'd appreciate if you went over to the iTunes store and left a five-star rating and review for me. I love to read your reviews. All right, you guys, enjoy. You are listening to the Sweet Empowerment Podcast with Kristen Brown, where we upgrade our relationships and life by applying practical ideas, universal truths, and life-changing inspiration. Let's go have some fun. You can attract your ideal partner, your ideal, ideal partner. Notice I don't say perfect. (laughs) I don't mind the word perfect. You know, I would say your perfect partner, meaning perfect for you, ideal for you. But, you know, semantics matter and people get up in arms. No one's perfect. You know, no, no one is perfect. That we do know. But you attract somebody that can walk this life with you, who's willing to stand beside you. Who is ideal for you? <clears throat> so, two, like a week ago, two weeks ago, I think it was two weeks ago, a former client of mine messaged me and she's like, Kristen, it's been so long that I have seen you. I would love to see you. Can we go on a hike? She's a hiker too. She said, Can we hike? Can we meet for lunch? Can we meet for coffee? You know, just something. And I said, yeah. So we made a date, and that happened yesterday. So she came to me about two years ago. She was referred to me by a former hair client. And this hair client who's been happily married for a long time, so it's not like she ever needed my services, or we never even talked about her marriage, you know, in all the years that I did her hair. But she she follows me, and she knew what I was what I speak about, what I talk about, and she referred this lady to me. We started to work together, and she could barely get through, actually, every single session. Well, let's just say the first couple when she was just sobbing. Okay, we worked through it. I don't mean like sobbing 100% of the time, but just so wrecked. She had gone through one dysfunctional slash toxic relationship after the other. 
And so we had a couple things, good morning. So we had a couple things that we needed to work on. One was healing from the dysfunctional and toxic relationship that she came from. And then manifesting the love of her life. When she would tell stories about the toxic relationship, it's that old familiar story. It's that same old shit that those of us who have had this history of this, we know this story well. It's our story too. The players are different. The scenarios are different. Personalities are slightly different, but it's the same thing. We're not valued. We're taken for granted. We're underappreciated. We are giving more than we are getting. Uh, and many times we are being abused in some form or fashion. Whether it's verbal abuse, emotional abuse, sometimes it's physical abuse. And we stay and we stay and we try to get this to work and it's just not working. And we end up leaving those relationships, <clears throat> many of us, with even lower than when we went into them. We don't know what's wrong. Why does this keep happening over and over and over again? So we started coaching. And I gave her my book. And every time she'd come in, this was my first book, From Doormat to Sweet Empowerment. A Spiritual Guide to Reclaim Your Personal Power in Relationships in Life. You can find that anywhere. All the major book selling sites. And every time she'd come, I said, are you reading the book? And she said, I am. But very slowly, she said, almost every sentence makes me cry. So I'm just painting this picture for you guys, for you to see. This is, she was dark. She was down. She was asking herself things like, why am I even here? Why am I bothering? I hate my life. Those were the things that she was saying. We started working together for a while and she pretty much graduated. We, I took her through what is the self-love to soulmate masterclass. This is what I offer. This is the exact things that I did in my healing path to reset the foundation that I was showing up to relationships. I took her through that class and she graduated and she started dating a guy and she said, Kristen, you know, she texted me and I met her a couple times for coaching with that one and she's like, you know, I, he's so nice and he's a good guy. And he really, really loves me. But there's it's just something missing. And she, she you know, um, she, she told me this again yesterday. She said, there's just something. And I said, no, you don't have to under explain. I get it. Sometimes that little something, something is not there. And you know on paper and, and you're looking at this person. You're like, I enjoy you. But you're not it. Okay. But I remember reminding her back then and being so excited. And I said, do you see this? You have healed so much that you attracted so much better. Like the fact that she attracted this guy and called in someone of this caliber and character was far different than the pattern of her past. So she had broken through. 
Now she wasn't quite there yet. Now the reason why we ended up meeting for lunch was because she had posted on Instagram a picture of her and her fiance. And I remember I was looking at this, my jaw dropped open. I was like, oh my God. And I know that she wouldn't do that unless it was right. I was like, this is, and I remember writing, oh my God, this is amazing. Like he kind of looks like Clint Eastwood a little bit. And in that picture he did, like an older Clint Eastwood. So we ended up meeting for lunch. She says, on my way here, or you know, when I was getting ready to leave, my fiance said, oh, where are you going? Who are you going to lunch with? And she goes, I told them all about you. I said, this is Kristen. And she is the woman that helped me when I was at my lowest of low to break through and to see my worth. But it wasn't just to see her worth. It was to actually reset the foundation of her true worth that is not rooted in defense, that is not armored, that is not needy, that is not desperate. So back to the first guy that she dated, she said, you know, I broke up with him eventually. She goes, it was a hard, slow breakup because he didn't want to let me go. So he kept reaching out and what have you. And I'm sure, you know, that familiar feeling of we don't want to hurt people's feelings and all that came back in. And she was, you know, it was that kind of thing. But she said, eventually we broke up. She goes, then I got on a dating website and I was just, she said, I'm just not feeling this. Now I'm across the table from her, okay, because she was reiterating all this. I'm across the table for her. I'm coming out of my bar stool. I mean, the energy is welling up inside of me. I am getting so excited because I know what's coming. I know how this works with 100% certainty. And she said, I just wasn't really feeling it. I didn't really want to be on there. She goes, so I got off, turned off her subscription or whatever. And she goes, but Kristen, I took out the notebook. She goes, from the time that we had stopped working together, I continually referred to that notebook, wrote more in that notebook, and continued, and I'm, these are my words, not hers, but basically get into alignment with what she wanted. And so when she went off of match, she said, you know, I'm like, yeah, just... I just don't want to do this. And she followed her feelings. She gets a message, a random message. And she goes, I don't even know how I got a message because I wasn't on match anymore. And my history of match was about 45 minutes back in the day. But I remember that that happens when you close your subscription. You know, they want you back. So they keep your profile active so people can still see you. And she said she got a message from this guy. She says, I don't know what it is, Kristen, but there was like a click that I've never experienced before. And now she has this man who makes her his world. He's calm, he's kind, he's financially secure. He has a, one daughter in a great relationship with her. He has plans for the future, but get this guys, he's willing to change them because he, wasn't, he didn't know he was gonna have her in his life. And he's talked about his plans. He goes, but all of this is up for discussion. Long story short, they're engaged now. They're going to get married in March. And I'm looking at her 
and just tears streaming down my face because I'm like, I saw that broken woman. I saw, I worked with, I held space for that woman who was on such a downward spiral of attracting the same dysfunctional crap over and over and over again as I did. And to see her with so much joy, she looked vibrant and joyful and she bounded in the door when she came and saw me. She hugged me. I'm a hugger, you guys. But she hugged me so hard and so long that I was like, three times I was like, okay, I guess that's, you know, that's, that's the end of the hug and I'm going to pull away. She ain't letting go of me. <laughs> she held me so long and all I could feel was the gratitude. She was so grateful. And afterwards, the bill comes, and she's like, I got this. And she grabs it. I'm like, what are you doing? And she's like, no. And she looked at me in the face, and she goes, you have no idea. You have no idea what you have done for me. And I said, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I was the conduit. But flipping back to where she was talking about, I kept that notebook. And I looked at it every day, and I read it. And I read your book. She goes, and not only that, she goes, I finally made it through your book and I kept reading it. And I read it again. She goes, and I applied the concepts and I'm like, I know, you did the work. But sometimes we don't know how to get from A to B. Okay, we don't know how to get there. We know what this destination is, but we're programmed and wired to think and believe in a certain way regarding the self that's not a good way which then calls to us people that reflect that back to us and this is not just one or one or four or ten people on the planet this is a plague this is an epidemic okay it's called unworthiness shame and unworthiness hidden let me add that word hidden shame and unworthiness and it is hidden because it's in the unconscious and we're not aware because it creeps in so slowly, like a little slow burn that we don't even notice. The next thing you know, it feels normal and natural and part of our personality to overgive, to overaccommodate, to dumb down, to dim down, to play small, to shop shining brightly, to bob and weave about over around everybody else's needs and wants and desires. Forget about our own lose ourselves in relationships, lose ourselves in life. I will add, she's a highly successful person. Okay, what she does for a living. has nothing to do with our skills or our talents. This has to do with the background program that is running, that is attracting relationships to us. I call it the foundation. And in my book that's about to be released, which is called The Recovering People Pleaser, A Spiritual Guide to Reclaim Your True Worth, and attract the love you deserve, I go into this. If you build a small structure, let's say a shed or maybe like a you know thousand foot cabin or something like that, you don't need a very deep foundation, okay? Just, just enough to support that structure, okay? But the structure is small. When you wanna build a skyscraper, there's a lot more involved and that foundation has got to be deep. And my husband, who's a contractor, general contractor, he does commercial and uh, residential 
building, I asked him this. I said, what is, what is the foundation need to be? Now, some people might look, duh, Kristen, I don't know this stuff. I was a hairdresser for 30 years, for God's sakes. I didn't, I, I study people. I said, does this have to be, you know, does it have to be deep? And he goes, oh yeah, really deep. And then he goes and explains everything about it, how thick the walls are of concrete and the, the rebar and the beams and the stuff and the this and the that. And I'm like, oh my God, so it's not just a little cement pad poured onto the ground. When we reset our foundation, what we're doing is we're resetting ourselves, okay? We're pouring a deeper foundation in which we show up to relationships. So we don't just show up from, I want somebody because I don't want to be alone. I want somebody because I want someone in bed with me. I want somebody because I want to feel safe. I want somebody because I want to have sex. I want somebody because I want to share money with. We gotta reset that foundation, okay? When we reset that foundation and it runs deep, here's what two couple things happen. One, it changes our energy. Period. Period. What a lot of people don't know is that quality, healthy partners, male or female, are not a vibrational match to needy and desperate. Period. They're not a match. They feel the disconnect. So we might go, ooh, I want that. You know, I want that person, this male, this female. And to be honest, we'll feel the disconnect too. But we won't care because we're needy and desperate. Now, when I say needy and desperate, let's just normalize that, not think, oh, God, I'm needy and desperate. So how many people on the earth are needy and don't even know it? They're not even owning it? It's just a byproduct of hidden shame and unworthiness. And it manifests in either needy and desperate or armored and guarded. So it's either I'm trying to suck people in or I'm trying to push people out. That's what happens. It's one of the two. So you're either on one end of that spectrum or the other. And whichever, whichever one you are, guess what? The healing works the same. How about that? Because it's all about resetting the foundation that you are showing up to life. The neediness, desperation, armor, or guardedness is a symptom of a deeper problem. That's all it is. It's our guide that we are not standing in our full power. We are not standing in our true worth. So when we are functioning from a place of non-value of self, where way, way deep down inside we think there's something wrong with us, there's too much, there's not enough, what we do is we think that the outside world, i.e. a romantic partner, is the cure. So we look and we look and we try and we hope and we want and we glom onto people and at some point they're going to disappoint us, they're going to let us down or they're going to abuse us or treat us poorly because they're not the cure. Our outer world is always going to reflect our inner world. Whatever we have going on the inside, i.e. the foundation, is going to be reflected in the outer world. And if we have a faulty foundation, that is going to affect the structure sitting on top of it. You gotta picture this. If um, what happens if the foundation starts to sink a little bit on a home, or it has bubbles in it, or it cracks? What happens when that, when that foundation is faulty? What happens to the structure on top? The structure on top is faulty. 
and the walls will crack. There'll be gaps in the floor. The doors may not um, shut well in the frames. It could affect the piping. There's all kinds of things that can happen. So the found, pouring that solid foundation is paramount. And this is what a lot of people don't understand. I didn't either. I literally thought it, I was just unlucky. That's what I thought. Because I, I, I know I'm a good person, right? And there's a difference here, you guys, which is really, really interesting. And I study this stuff and I've, and I've looked at this stuff my whole life. And I don't mean studied from other coaches and mentors. They weren't available. This was just through my own healing and then observing others. We can know we're a good person and still have unworthiness. How about that? Because here's the traits. I don't lie, I don't cheat, I don't steal. I mean what I say, I say what I mean. I'm neat, I'm a hard worker, blah, 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 list goes on and on and on. And there was this empty void inside of me that thought something was innately wrong with me. Guys, if you're listening to this, now we're on the replay, you gotta raise your hand. I know you are because you're like, yep, because we all do. You know, I heard Mike Dooley the other day say this. He goes, he goes, uh, you know, oh, you know, Mike Dooley's a manifest manifestation, guys, if you don't know him. He's notes from the universe. He is, he he's in the secret, you know, all those things. And he goes, you know, where he said, like, everybody's an introvert. Or, I'm an introvert. I can't ha manifest my dream. He goes, we're all introverts. We all think that something's wrong with us. We all want to da 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 We, you know, and that's... And, and in his wording, what I knew what he was saying is that we're all afraid. We all have these thoughts because that's part of the spiritual experience. But we got to come to the knowledge of, the grips of, the knowing of, the wisdom of that it's there. Because if we don't recognize the symptoms, then the cure does not make sense. So I formed this course called the Self Love to Soulmate Masterclass. I was actually in a marketing class and they're like, what do your people want? You have to make it very simple terms. You have to have, you know, like, what do they want? I'm like, they want to attract a great guy. But I didn't want to name the course that. For some reason that just, it just didn't work for me. It sounds so datey and Instagram-y and I don't know, attract a great guy. <laughs> For 1995 at Ronco, you can have a great guy too. You know, that's, that's kind, of what, kind of what it felt like to me. I'm like, I want to say what this really is. This is self-love to soulmate. Because when we reset the foundation of our worth through the actions of self-love, which I'll get to in a minute, that is how we reset our foundation organically. And I will tell you this, this has happened 100% of the time. There's six modules in my course. 100% of the time, by module one, people come in very broken, very sad, very down, very depressed. Of course they are, because many of us don't look for answers until we're in that place. And I'm saying, we don't have to be in that place to break through these patterns if we have awareness. This is not working for me. <laughs> Dating is not working for me. Okay, let's clean up the vibe. Let's clean up your foundation. So mod module one, they come in there, you know, kind of blah-de-blah. -blah. By the time we go through the module, they're feeling better. 
by module two, when we meet for our meeting, 100% of my clients had at least a 50% or better raise in vibration. I would say it's more like a 75%. Like they were bright eyed because what we do in this class, which by the way, you guys is not hard, but what it does is it breaks off the old goo. It breaks off all those things that have been holding you back. When that light comes on in some, someone's eyes, as I expressed earlier meeting my former client for lunch, there's no better feeling to me because I can't stand to see people suffer. And that is why I quite literally went up against a massive fear of public speaking. Not a kind of sorta. No, no, no. I would take F's in high school rather than give a speech. Nope, fucking way. <laughs> Oh, you got to give a speech? Nope. Wasn't there that day. Ditched. That's when you could ditch classes. No one really cared in the 80s. You know, it was wild, wild west back then. We kind of did whatever. Left campus. Anyway, yeah, just would miss class or I wouldn't go or whatever. And or just say, nope, don't have a speech. Sorry, pass. Take an F. Rather good. So when I say massive fear of public speaking, so you've got to know that the passion... <laughs> that I have behind what I teach that I mean it so much because I was like it could, it was it was bursting out of me because I found peace among the chaos what happens is is when that foundation gets reset you can't go backwards you cannot go backwards any spiritual teaching that we learn and adopt sticks now there may be new things that come up for people because I know my worth fully. Do I still have fear? Yes, I do. Do I still discover new blocks and beliefs? Yes, I do. Because my life is ever changing and ever evolving. But guess what? It has nothing to do with my worth. I know my worth as a human being, but other things came up. But when you reset the, our foundation right there, there's a vibe shift. There's an energy shift and our trajectory changes. That is something that is almost undescribable to people. It's hard to say what that really looks like unless you've lived it. But if you're an observant person, which I am, should have been a detective, just going to say that, <laughs> you will notice the way people respond to you changes. The way they respect you changes. You might have a person here or there that tries to pull some stuff with you and you're just like, you just kind of give them that look like really and they just kind of shrink into the corner like Oop, wrong person, right? Here's the most amazing thing about this. When you heal yourself on the inside, like I said, it will magically show up on the outside because your life will reflect that back to you. Number one. Number two. Our energetic vibration changes, so we call or attract better to us because our vibration has changed. We're no longer vibrating, I'm not worthy, I'm not enough, I'm too much, whatever it might be. Come reflect back to me how shitty I think I am on the inside. Again, not always conscious. Could be, sometimes it is, okay? What happens is we start to draw people to us 
that treat us exactly how we're treating ourselves. And when they don't, back in the day, this is important. I'm going to try to unpack this so it's very clear. Back in the day, I w- when I was treating myself so bad on the inside, unknowingly, when somebody treated me bad on the outside, on a scale of 1 to 10, I'd probably registered like a 1 or a 2. I could tell, but not really, but I could intellectually. I didn't seem right, and it hurt, and it, it didn't feel right, but it didn't stand out like a glaring red flag because it was the same feeling and energy of what I was doing on the inside. Picture it this way. Okay, whatever your body temperature might be. And take away, of course, evaporation. But if someone drops a drop of water on you that is the same temperature as your body, you might feel the sensation of the water, but you will not feel the temperature. Does that make sense? You, you know, you can tell because we, you know, we have nerve endings everywhere. But you might feel the sensation that something's touching your skin, but you won't feel the hot or the cold because it's just going to blend right in. That's how it feels when someone disrespects you when you've been disrespecting you. It doesn't feel different. However, when you start to treat yourself well, and I'll get into that in a second of how we do that, when you begin to treat yourself well, and you truly reclaim your true worth, and I don't mean arrogance, because there's no arrogance in this, when you reclaim your true worth, when somebody pulls one of their shenanigans, it's like someone just either hits you with ice water or hot water. You notice, and you notice fast. And not only do you notice, there's a part of you inside that goes, oh, hell no. And I don't mean that to sound aggressive, like you gotta go yell at people, that's not what I mean. You just know immediately that's a hell no. And you're better able to set boundaries with people because you treat yourself so well, that is not even remotely okay. But when we don't treat ourselves well, we're wishy-washy. So number one, we're gonna attract worse to us when we don't treat ourselves well on the inside, number one. But number two, we're gonna be wishy-washy with our boundaries because there's really not a super, super clear line. There might be kind of a line, but it might be kind of, you know, faded, it's there. But am I really seeing it? Is that really? And we're, you know, and then, it, then if we're with some type of narcissist or toxic person, chances are they're turning it around on us and making us the bad guy. And then our low self sense, sense of self and, and self-worth, we're like, oh, maybe this is me. Depending on the scale, spectrum of people pleasing you're on, you're going to blame yourself. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have done that. I should have gone to that party anyway. I shouldn't have spoken up. I shouldn't have this or that. So it's like this, it's this hot mess because we're going to call to us people that don't treat us well, number one, we've, because we've already abandoned the self. So we're going, to, we're going to energetically attract that back to us. And then we're not going to be strong enough to stand up for ourselves. And even if we are, we won't really be able to maintain a boundary or to walk away when necessary because of the unworthiness. Do you see what I'm saying, guys? It's a vicious cycle. So the only way, 
the only way to, oh, oh no, no, I want to say this last piece. So not only do we attract different to us, okay, what happens is, is that those narcissists smell us a mile away. They are looking for the key to their lock. They're looking for the overgiver because they're the overtaker. And when they see an empowered person, it's, we're turn off to them. Isn't that fascinating? A narcissist, whatever, they are going to know they can't overpower you. And you are going to look unattractive. Then they might even call you names because they know they can't get their way with you. And at first, this might seem startling, okay? Because you're used to your brain, your, your memory is really where it is. You're used to being nice to everybody, like everybody liking you because you're a people pleaser. But what happens is, is that when we first started getting rejected, that's where we have to subscribe to. A person's rejection is our protection and or redirection. Oh, that person is not attracted to me. Or that person thinks I'm an asshole and I'm really the, I'm an earth angel. I get it. We're not vibrationally aligned and their ego is trying to make me bad or wrong. So we will naturally and organically weed out toxic people. I got to be honest with you. I've seen that in my, in my recent years where I meet new people and I just show up as my, you know, I'm a very gentle person. You guys can probably tell. I laugh loud. I'm big, you know, personality and those type of things. So I'm very gentle. I'm kind. I'm loving and I'm smiling. But I'm really great with my boundaries. And I ask a lot of questions to get clarity. When it, someone reaches out to me, let's say from this app or somewhere else, and I say, okay, give me some more. I have um, more questions. I just need to get some clarity before I can respond to this. If they're toxic, they somehow dip out. It's too much. But if they're truly seekers, they're like, okay. And then they answer the questions. Just me being me organically now weeds out those people. And it's beautiful. Because a lot of times people are afraid of healing themselves or um, loving themselves because they're afraid they're going to be selfish. We've heard King Buchanan say it on here eight bazillion times. Self-love is not selfish. It is required. So when I talk about the self-love to soulmate masterclass that I offer, what I'm talking about is learning to reset that foundation by applying concepts and principles that will reprogram your mind in a way that you naturally and organically feel worthy. And then in the very last module, which is module six, we connect with the energy of our ideal partner. I have seen miracles come from this and I can't take the credit and here's why. A couple of reasons why. Because you know how I learned this system? God. It's the way it worked for me. I was probably meant to teach this, probably part of my, my path. It's like, God, help me. Help me, help me, help me break this pattern. And one little baby step at a time revealed itself. And I dig the work. And then the next one, and the next one, and the next one. And at the end of it, I said, 
What did I do? How did I get here? And that client that I was just telling you guys about in the beginning of this broadcast with her massive win, engaged the love of her life, the kindest. I mean, all the checks, all the boxes. And by the way, they're an older couple, okay? If it's, if it's possible in older couples where we have been through way more crap with relationships and whatever, it is highly possible to attract younger. This man checked all of her boxes. What happened was, is I had not designed this course yet. I didn't design it. I sat down one day and I said, how can I best help her? And I said to her, would you be willing, without this course in place yet, I actually did this course with her verbally, you know, in person verbally. I said, would you be willing, can you trust me enough to sign up for six sessions with me? Because we were doing kind of the back and forth, but here's why I do the course. Because it hits everything that needs to be hit. You don't need to dissect every teeny tiny little thing that happened. You just gotta know that your foundation is faulty, period. I'm not getting what I'm desiring. That's it. So with you know the one-on-one traditional coaching, come and tell me your problem and we work through it, that can take forever because we're not getting down to the true nitty-gritty, nitty-gritty. And this is how self-love to soulmate was formed. Because I said, I want a plan that clicks with her fast and effectively so that we're not going through and then the ex-boyfriend said this and I did that because none of that matters. It does matter. I'm not discounting your journey or your pain, nor am I discounting mine, you guys. But you see me walking around going, I was abused by two boyfriends. I was this, I was that, I was that. It was all symptoms of the bullshit I had going on inside of my own head. Okay, does not condone their behavior, not saying that. Not saying that by any means. But what matters is that we say to ourselves, I am the common denominator here. I am the common denominator. That was one of the first things that God said to me. Literally, because I asked, I'm like, dude, tell me what to do. And this voice in my head said, look at all your old relationships and what do these men have in common? Honestly. And I said, well, um, they disrespected me. They didn't value me. You know, all the things. Lopsided. I gave more than they gave. Um, they didn't appreciate me. They protect me. And then the voice said, and how have you done that to yourself? My God, that was, <laughs> this is all internal, you guys. This, this was like a, one of those aha moments where you're like, holy moly. And I went, oh my God, I, I disrespected myself by this, dishonored myself by that, didn't protect myself here, didn't value myself there, didn't appreciate me here. I, it was all there. And that's when I realized organically, not through the teachings of anybody on the internet, that's when I realized my outer world was reflecting my inner world. So when I tell you I came through this stuff organically, I did, y'all. I did not have a mentor. It was God. So I really can't take credit for all this, but what I can take credit for is that I showed up for the work. I showed up. I was hell on fire. I was like... I will not have that again. I can't have that again. I say no. That is not allowed. I don't know how to do this. I have no idea how to do this. 
but I was not reading dating manuals and dating books because this is a spiritual job. Then the next step was God said, would you be your best friend? And I said, yeah, of course. I mean, that was a slam dunk. And he said, why? Or it or she or whatever. And I said, I listed off all my traits. I'm kind, I'm loyal, I'm generous, I'm honest, I'm this, I'm that, I'm not, I'm not. And then, and this is all in my book, The Recovering People Pleaser. And then God said, then why aren't you treating yourself that way? That was my bomb sound, you guys. I have terrible bomb sounds. That was the moment that I realized what I had to do for me. And that's when my journey began. And I didn't care how long it was gonna take. I didn't care what I had to do. I was dedicated and that's what my client was. And that's why when she says, with tears in her eyes, buying me lunch saying, you have no idea, I couldn't take the credit because I was only the conduit. I was only the messenger. She did the work. And I say that with like, I cannot say that with any more power than I'm saying that she did the work. So the question becomes, how badly do you want to attract your lifer? That's what I call them, lifers. How badly do you want that person that you can slide into home base together with? I wanted it and I was willing to do what it took. Unbeknownst to me at the time, I vowed to remain single and celibate for however long it was gonna take. I didn't care. And in the process of that, I formed such a great relationship with me, I didn't even care that I was single. Remember what I said going back to this client where she broke up with Mr. Nice Guy that she wasn't vibing with? And then she went to go back on match and she was like, yeah, I don't really wanna be on match. She goes, I don't know, I just, you know, I'm just gonna not do it. Just, I'm just gonna keep having fun because she got so comfortable with being with her. That's when the magic happens. I call it alone time is re-creation time. It's a play on words from recreation. Re-creation. What are you doing in your alone time in your singledom? Are you going out in bars, trying to make your boobs bigger or your butt bigger or you know, bigger lips or longer hair? Or, you know, what are you doing? I must not be pretty enough or handsome enough or sexy enough and so I have to or make more money enough or have a nice car enough that I need to go do all those things. No, none of it matters. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> none of it fucking matters. That is all material. None of it matters. Your person is going to like you for exactly you. I am much older having attracted my husband that I have now than I did in my younger years. When my skin was smooth, when I didn't have any sun marks, when I had no wrinkles, when, you know, all those things, right? So in essence, my physical body is not quote, 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 as attractive as it was when I was younger. If that's your thing. Because I saw a TikTok recently where a guy said he prefers older women. You get what I'm saying. And this guy treats me like I'm a walking goddess. You're so beautiful. You're so sexy. And I just, I just chuckle to myself. I just chuckle to myself. 
because first of all, there's not this needy part of me that's expecting it. So I'm soaking it up and waiting for it and wanting it and making sure it's organic. And I'm like, yes, that's what I attracted to me this time around. See what I'm saying? A person who wants to show up for the hard stuff, the challenges. Ooh, that brings me to another point I wanted to make on this little walking, talking journey with my wisdomers today. Is that a lot of times people are so afraid of the work. The work is hard, the work is hard, the work is hard. No, it's not. <laughs> I cannot say this enough, you guys. The work itself is not hard. The single most hardest part, hands down, is not listening to the ego and stepping into faith. Because it is that fear that has driven your train for a long time. It's that unworthiness. It's the ego running the, you know, it's back there with the machinery. He's the, the tech producer or whatever you call it going, you're not enough, do this, do this, vie for love, beg for love, change your body, you know, whatever. The ego is controlling and it lies to you. And we listen. But when we can stop for a minute, I stepped into pure faith when I went through this. I'm like, I 100% I believe that God's going to leave me, lead me. And I was led. And I call that time the College of Kristen because I was not fucking around. When I say I remain single and celibate, I'm not kidding. I had one male friend that I uh, met in coaching school, not my type whatsoever, he knew it, it was nothing, it was complete friendship. One male friend during that time. Talk on the phone from time to time about stuff, and that was it. I wouldn't even go to coffee with a guy because I'm a goofy Libra romantic, right? And I can, you know, concoct some stories in my head. I was like, I can't, I can't even, it was like a drug. I could not even put myself in, in the proximity of going to a bar. I didn't do anything like that. I was like, I don't care how long this takes. This is some bullshit I've been dealing with. <laughs> some serious bullshit. No one deserves it. You know what? This is going to sound weird, you guys. But I know those of you that are on this wavelength, you're going to get it. I was like a kitten being kicked. Sweet, loving, gentle, kind, supportive. Oh God, support people through their careers, did all the shit. And I kept getting kicked. Who kicks a kitten? Okay? I was like, no. When I decided to protect my inner kitten slash inner child, inner Kristen, when I said no more to her, when I actually gave myself, my younger Kristen, a heartfelt apology, and I said, no more. I will never allow this to be done to you again. And there's a fierceness that arose inside of me. And I don't mean fierceness as an aggressive. Take aggressive off the table anytime I talk. Okay? Aggressive is not healthy. Unless, of course, you're defending for your life or something like that. And I hate that we have to put those disclaimers in on social media, but people coming from all different kind of places and... You know, someone's coming at them with a knife and be like, well, I, I'm not, Kristen said, don't be aggressive. Okay. You guys got to roll with me here. But I'm saying this fierceness, this hell no. The same way I would protect or take care of my elderly mom, 
a weak pet or, you know, a, um, not weak, what am I looking for? It's something that can't defend themselves or protect themselves. I started to treat myself that way. That was it. I was like, nope. And I became fierce about my life. I became fierce about my well-being. I was never taught that. Okay, I didn't have a lot of people protecting me in my youth. There was no one saying, hey, protect yourself, I got you, you know, these type of things. There's a lot of things that we did not get in our childhood. Okay, yeah, that sucks and we forgive those people. We know that they weren't equipped to do that and we gotta give it to ourselves now. Okay, none of us are exempt from this, you guys. And if it didn't come from our parents, let's say people had stellar parents, could have come from a clergy member or a teacher or someone else that treated you poorly. We all got these things. It programmed inside of us. It made us who we are. It set our foundation at a level that was attracting crap. It is up to us to heal this once and for all. So when I vowed to do this, I did not know how long it was gonna take. I didn't even know what it was gonna be involved in. Oh, and I was telling you about the work not being hard. It was dedication that was required, that's it. The work is not hard, it is different. It's about reframing your mind, retraining your mind. It's marinating on things that actually feel good. And this is why by module two, many people are like, they're like skipping onto that Zoom or flying in the door of my house and like, they can't wait. I have not had one client that said, yeah, I need to, I need to dip out, I don't wanna do this. They can't wait because with each module they felt better and better and better and better and better to where they were excited. Because we're resetting that foundation of I feel like shit to I feel amazing. From I have no hope to I get it now. <laughs> oh God. So with that being said, I was actually single and celibate for two years but I healed something inside of myself that I knew organically, I knew from literally my God self, my soul, that it was this easy, that we do not have to suffer, period. And something arose inside of me that said, you gotta teach this with people, and that's when I pushed past my fear of public speaking and all those things. So I wanted to jump on today with share with you guys that amazing, amazing win. The transformation that my client went through from just broken at my doorstep crying at my doorstep to attracting this most amazing partner. And I want you all to know this is absolutely possible. And if you have any doubts about it, that's gonna be one of the things you have to work on, by the way, okay, because that's mindset. I offer a six-week one-on-one course called Self-Love to Soulmate Masterclass. And what this is, is I send you a module. They're about 35 minutes and a workbook. These are all online. You listen to the module. You answer the questions on the worksheet. And then we meet once a week for an hour after each module. And we break it down and we marinate and we stick it in and I give you additional work. And in the process of this, you guys have full access to me. For any questions, sometimes we'll jump on a little additional conversation if needed, as we work through this stuff. And after I started doing it this way, it was the one-on-one, -on -one, working together with people, which is, it's 
let me tell you, when my client's ready, I could, like, when your work is play, this is what this is for me. <laughs> because when, man, when someone is ready for this, they show up and they just are open-hearted and open-minded and they get something deep and profound from it. That's, that's where the money is. That's where the magic is for me. But then I thought, you know what? Maybe people are, you know, they want to dabble. They want to think about it. They want to do it in the privacy of their own home. I offered it as a self-study course as well, where people can get on there, they buy the course, they have access to all six modules and all six worksheets. And I believe there's a percentage off, I don't know if it's 20 or 30% or something like that that I offer, that if they want to add in a coaching session to get some clarity on some things. This is the exact work I did, you guys, to reclaim my personal power, to reset my foundation in the most brilliant and amazing way that allowed me to act organically from my worth for the very first time in my life. And I didn't even know that that's what was missing, which is fascinating, because it wasn't until I started to see myself showing up to situations and people differently that I asked myself. That was probably around year one. I said, what the hell? And I asked myself, what's changing? What changed? And the answer was, you know your worth now. All right, you guys. I am pulling up at home on my legs right now. And I just wanted to jump up and share that amazing win with you that just made me so happy. I also have two interviews on my podcast from self-love to soulmate graduates that had such a profound experience. It's really great to listen to them because the stuff they talk about would blow your mind. And those, those are both on my podcast and they are on my YouTube channel. I posted the videos on my YouTube channel, which is at Kristen Brown. And my podcast is the Sweet Empowerment Podcast, Reclaiming Your Personal Power and it's on all major podcasting platforms. And if you scroll through, you'll see interview with self-love to soulmate graduate. You'll see the same on um, my YouTube channel. So that's all I got for you guys today. And I hope you enjoyed it. Oh, enjoyed this broadcast, even if you just dipped in for a minute. But if you're truly serious about attracting your ideal partner in 2023, your soulmate, your best friend, the love of your life, then I suggest that you jump over to my website at kristenbrown.org. You can click on the work with me tab to find out, to get more information about working with me one-on-one -on -one in self-love through soulmate, which is really what I do recommend because, you know, like one of my clients said, it was a male, one of my clients, he was, he was a man from Canada and he said to me, I can see why people should, you know, want to work with you together. He's like, there's a lot to unpack and to move. And I'm like, yeah. But some people don't need that, okay? You can hit, click the Work With Me tab and find all the information you need there. And then you can also click the Self-Study tab to get information about or to purchase the class so that you can take in the comfort of your own home. All right, you guys. I appreciate you. I love you. Merry Christmas. And thank you for listening. Peace, everybody.